And welcome back, everyone, into the new year, the first podcast back of the new year, dude. And look, recording this, it's January 1st, you know, new year, new you, new me, but actually nothing has fucking changed, dude. It is just the first day of the year and... um yeah, we're still on that bullshit, you know what I mean? <laughs> 2024, the motto is we're still on that bullshit. Now, dude, I'll give it to you right now. My last episode was, I was over it, dude. I was, I was, and you know, and I'm getting, I'm over it as far as the whole thing, but I'm getting through it now, you know what I mean? So if if you thought my last episode was, you know, cynical as fuck you'd be correct and jaded as fuck if there's two things i was on that episode it was cynical and jaded i'm not going to change the name of the podcast cynical op works the best but dude look i mean i'll be honest with you i think i i love the title of the podcast now like there was times i wanted to change it because i was like i don't know but i i mean dude that that's that best describes me and who i am and uh i had it on my instagram for like the longest time as like a bio of me because that's just what it is man i'm 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 in the middle like i can't decide i'm some days i'm good some days i'm bad like i mean not good or bad but sometimes i see the good and shit sometimes i see the bad and shit it works either way that last episode not my best and if you liked it that's great but personally to me i was like yeah dude that sounds like the guy who's fucking over it which i was been a better mood this time this year um and yeah, man, I'm, we're just here. I'm doing it. I, um, you know, to, to, to my previous New Year's, dude, ironically enough, a lot of people were sick. I don't, I didn't get to really get to do a New Year's. So, you know, I just stayed in, slept into the New Year, which is pretty on par for me. But, uh, you know what, dude, fuck it. Like, I, there's one thing I, I am keeping the energy of, and it's like, fuck the whole thing of, like, because it's a new year, you got to start over. No, dude, you know what? I champion the motherfuckers who are like, it's just a new year. I'm going to still do me. You know what I mean? Dudes drinking and smoking, fucking <laughs> doing the worst shit possible. I fucking respect that energy, dude. Better yourself when you want to, not because a fucking year tells you to, you know? Like, one thing I am pretty fucking cynical on and i'll i promise i'll stop saying cynical but it's just the truth is like this you know i get it but it's just like the the repetitiveness the that we do as humans of like it's labor day so people are gonna go barbecue it's fourth of july we do the same shit every year nothing will ever change there's no new holidays there rarely is um I mean, there isn't at all. Just those like daily ones where it's like National Donut Day, National Burger Day. It's like just I can't even get into it. You get you get my frustration. So anyways. Oh, wait, real quick. In December, it was like National Emo Day or something. I was like, fucking dude, you either bang with the emos or you don't, dog. All right. So don't fucking make a day. Just if you bang with us, great. If you're not fucking don't listen to it. I don't know what to tell you. You don't need a day, you know, just do what you want, man. It's like, God damn it. Like, anyways, uh, so look, (laughs) this is me trying to come back a little bit more positive. And I am, okay? It might not sound like it, but I am. I'm not angry, 
never angry. It's not my, it's not my vibe, but I'm over shit, you know, I'm over shit and now I'm getting through shit. So, um, I'm on the other side, you know, cause my, <laughs> my year was not looking great. It was not, but you know what, dude, fuck it. I'm gonna stay positive as, as I always try to be or optimistic ergo the fucking name of the podcast. So, um, so yeah, I just, uh, you know, woke up and in the new, in the new year. And I got to say, dude, there is a very consistent thing that happens every year. I don't know if it's because like the whole world is hungover or not a lot of people go to work. Some do, but not a lot. And, um, there's, there's this like feeling I always get on January 1st, which is like, uh, this is the first day. You know what I mean? It's just like a, it's just like a restart and it's not a good restart. At least that's the way I've always felt. Maybe because since I can remember, it's just always been another day, but there's like this thing of like new year's day, you know, and it's, it's just another day. Um, and then when I got older, I would drink on new year's, be hung over on new year's. I mean, one of the worst ones I ever had, my cousin was trying to make me go toe to toe drinking with him. And, you know, I was confident. I was like, yeah, I fucking got this. But, dude, one thing about me is that, like, my – I've always cut it off when I knew, like, dude, if you go past this, you're either going to puke, you're not going to remember, you're going to black out, or I don't know what's going to happen. So I would always cut it off right and there was, like, a sweet spot for me where I was drunk enough to, like, slur my speech enough for people like, dude, this guy's fucking drunk. Or any, but, but not drunk enough to be like completely a piece of shit. You know what I mean? And, and never would I drive in this condition. Okay. Somehow, some way I'd crash somewhere or like, uh, uh, you know, somebody take me home. But every day, every New Year's Day felt kind of like, just kind of like a drag, you know? And, and nothing changed this year. It still kind of felt like a drag. I was like, it's New Year's Day, but it's where I live. It was like really kind of fucking gloomy and the sun didn't come out once. It was just kind of like the whole town was over it, you know. Um, I saw some people getting it, though. Some people were active on their on their first day. I'm stoked on that. Good for you, you know, keeping your activity alive or whatever. Um, But yeah, man, New Year fucking... Let's just see. And um, another thing, <laughs> I've seen, I got a couple gripes. I've seen the posts, okay, and I, and I get it. These are supposed to be affirming positive posts. And, and they're, but you know what, dude? One thing, a post or it's not going to make me become more of a hustler. It's not going to make me be, grind harder. You know what I mean? That's all within me. <laughs> like if I'm, I'm not doing it now, there's a good chance I might not do it again or to do it at all. And so like, I don't know, man, I see these things and I'm like, who is this for? Like, I, I want to do a test. I want to get like scientists together I want to have a group study. I want to have like 16 applicants, right? 16 people. And every day I want to like, as they scroll through Instagram, 
as they're doom scrolling, will send them one positive message. And I want to fucking see, like, uh, not even just a positive message, but a message about turning your life around. And what I want to see is the results of this, that at least some of these people fucking turn around. Only strictly no other involvement besides these fucking posts. And let me save you some time and energy. I'll tell you right now. The experiment went horribly wrong. They killed each other. They, they're, they're all dead. Because, dude, nobody... I don't see the point in that. Like, I don't get the... Okay, for example, like the one I saw constantly and it annoys the fuck out of me is the um uh let uh what was it? Don't be in the same place you were last year. You know, like elevate, move up and it's like no, like don't fucking tell me what to do, dude. I'm going to do what it is I feel like doing. And you know what, dude? In some cases like if if you are in the same place, I'm here to tell you right now. That's fucking cool. I'm proud of you. All right? You, you kept a consistent job. You made consistent money. I'm fucking proud of you. You're good. Oh, so you didn't move up in life one year? Guess what? It's not a fucking big deal. A lot of people don't. You know? It's only a combination of luck, maybe longevity. Uh, there is hard work in there, of course. But, dude, honestly, if you're in the same spot and it's not a bad spot, fucking congratulations. Keep going. You know what I mean? Like, who's to say because you didn't get a promotion, you're a piece of shit? I think a lot of people think that as far as, like, upon themselves, not from others. But, you know, a lot of people think, like, man, I'm fucking, I should have got the promotion this year and I didn't. I fucking suck, you know? There's a bridge nearby. Let me jump off of that, you know? But it's like, no, dude, I'm here to tell you. The the non-professional, non-knowing anything JR is here to tell you, you're you're fine. You're great. You're doing good. I'm proud of you, all right? Like, I'm stoked on where you're at right now. Are you happy there? Great, dude. Then I'm stoked for you. Keep keep going at whatever pace you want. Keep doing whatever it is you want. And do what makes you happy. You know what I mean? Like, And, of course, generic ass, do whatever makes you happy. But I'm here to tell you, I just don't, I won't post that shit. I'll, I'll explain myself. I'll expand on that stuff. I'm like, if, if you truly are cool and comfortable where you're at, dude, I'm here to tell you, I'm pro-comfortable, okay? I'm pro, like, dude, if it's working, it's working, okay? And sure, okay, the people who want to be, quote, millionaires, billionaires, and all this shit that are like, you got to invest in real estate, get an IRA, then deduct that, take it out from the bank, take that money, invest it in a in a 20-room 20, 20 apartment complex with your buddies. It's like, who do you think my friends are? Who do you think I am to give me all this information? I get it. Cool. It's, quote, free game. But, like, a 15-second clip is going to really change my perspective on life and stuff. They're like, They're all like, do you have a pulse? Do you have an ID? Great. You can go down to the bank right now. Put up your put up your car your car for collateral, and and get sixty grand from them. Then take that. It's like yeah, dude, that's all great. But if it doesn't work out, I lose my car. I'm in debt sixty grand. Like it doesn't work for everybody. You know, the the person who's gonna go do that has to have the plan first. That's what that's like to me. That's something they leave out of the talk. They go like they go like here are the steps to get the money. But before you get the money. Do you fucking have a plan? Do you have any idea what you're going to do with this fucking money? No. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Don't do any of this then. <laughs> like, wait till you have a plan. And even if you do, let me tell you right now, there's a 100% chance it's going to fail. Like, there's nothing more I can promise you that it's going to fail. So that's one. That's the shit that they leave out of these fucking quick quote pros of clips that they put out there that are like, come on, if you're over the age of 35 right now, go down to the bank, demand they give you 60000 
with a gun, maybe, or you just ask them, whatever it is, bro, you get that 60 grand, you invest that, you open an ice cream truck, then you then you buy another van, have your buddy <laughs> run that ice cream truck, before you know it, dude, you're been injured, it's like, no, dude, no, like, I'm tired of this shit, I'm tired of seeing this shit where it's like, you can be rich, but you're just, you're failing or some shit, you know, it's not true. It's absolutely not fucking true. Like, it's not that easy. And a lot of people can't take that risk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am I guarantee you, when it comes to Americans, it's like 75, maybe 80%. And I don't know anything about percentages, but I'm guessing here, are just trying to fucking live. You know what I mean? Those who are lucky enough, maybe saved, who maybe were amazing with their money, or uh, let's be honest, some of them fucking inherited that shit. They're allowed to, like make those money moves because they can afford to lose 10 grand 20 grand and then continue living you know it'll hurt sure but you know for those who can't afford to lose 10 grand it's like yeah it's not that easy okay and sure like i'm all for people uh betting on themselves i am with that shit 100 percent. i've seen a lot of people bet on themselves right now and of course it doesn't look like much you know but they're moving, they're going, and, and they're doing it. And, you know, some sometimes it takes 10 years. Sometimes it might take 15 years. Who fucking knows? I'll tell you who. Nobody on Instagram. That's for fucking who. Like, they don't know shit about shit. Like, when, when these the millionaires talk about, like, you, uh, you're broke or you're in your situation because of... Uh, because of you, because you, you don't want it bad enough. And that might be true in some cases. Yeah, there are some people who aren't even moving enough to like keep a steady job, okay? Maybe because they've got whatever sort of problems, who knows? But to assume that like the majority of people aren't millionaires because they just, they're not trying is, I think it's bullshit, man. It really is. I think so. Um, again, like I don't know shit about shit, but I am tired of seeing these things where like, um, you know, like if you don't go up a level in your life, you're blowing it, you know, I'm tired of that shit, dude. Some people are good. Some people are comfortable. Some people are, are happy where they at. If, if something comes to them because of said hard work or said longevity, whatever it is, that's even better. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm of the mentality of like, you keep your head down and you do the work. That's it. That's all I know. Okay. I mean, that's what I saw from my dad. That's what I saw from my mom. They they just they just did it. You know what I mean? They didn't. They weren't on their uh, on on the home phone line. You know, the landline calling their friends and be like, oh, "Dude, you'll never believe what I'm doing." You know, it, it was never a brag. They just did kept their head down, and and did the work. My dad created a successful drywall business and now roofing business. My mom was the top uh a position in her in her uh at her job and like uh of her division I'm sorry of her uh what do you call it yeah I guess of her division like the the work of three she did just by herself and um they like needed to hire two more people but she was able to just do the work herself because she just did the work you know what I mean so from them learning that that's all I know how to do too like sure if my parents were waspy white people who had money from long some time ago and they were they put money into uh, like an account for me to grow dividends or whatever it'd be a different story but what i saw was just hey 
do the work, keep your head down, keep going, you know, don't stop. And that's all I know, man. And so I can, I, I'm saying this from my position always, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying this is the overall, like, um, best advice. I'm not even trying to give you advice. I'm just telling you how I feel annoyed by this shit where it's just like, you can change it if you don't, you fucking suck. It's like, nah, dude, I think, you know, fucking, I'm having a blast, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine and work is work and I have my hobbies, I have my passions outside of that and those keep me like happy and I want to grow in those but work is work and I make money and it's fine, it's nice and and that should be enough, you know what I mean? But I get it and, and I'm only saying this too because if you're like me, which you are because you're a human, you get these feelings of like, man, I'm not doing enough, I should be doing more, you put that pressure on yourself and if this is not you, then that's great. If you're great, you're like, no, I'm good. Dude, you're a fucking, you're awesome. But if you're like me and you go like, man, I'm not doing enough. I need to be doing more and more and more. It's like a battle of like, I'm content, but I want more, right? But the more I seek is not through actual work. It's through my hobbies. You know, I want to grow through that. Now, that's something that they were talking about in those posts. Elaborate that shit. You know, that's what I'm saying. You can't really... I hate these one-liners, these things that don't really elaborate or anything. They just, they're so like generalized and you're, you as a person are supposed to interpret that, take it and be like, what are you saying here? You know what I mean? So I don't know. But look, all I'm saying is new year, new, do whatever the fuck you want. Whatever makes you happy. Truly, I don't give a shit. Like, just do it, you know? Um, if, it, if there's a new hobby you want to do, Go for it. I don't know. Like, I'm not the guy to tell you. Just, I don't know, man. I, uh, this, this, because, dude, let's all admit something. By March, we're all fucking over the New Year vibe, right? That's why the gyms start kind of um, filing out. People start filing that stuff going because they're like, what is it, March? Fuck, how long have I been on this treadmill? Two and a half months? Fuck, yeah, that's a lot, yeah. No, you want to... You want to get some ice cream after this? No, yeah, it'll be fine. We'll be back here tomorrow. We're going to we'll burn it off. Yeah. Well, you want to get Chipotle first? Yeah. No, no, definitely. No. I mean, you, we got we to gotta eat like healthy, you know. <laughs> and then we'll get a, uh, yeah, we'll get a, yeah, we'll go to a, we'll go to a ice cream spot. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you want to do Froyo? You want to do Froyo? Yeah, you can get more toppings on there. Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. We'll. We'll be back here tomorrow. Yeah, dude. And then they'll, they never go back <laughs> because they're like life caught up. You know what I'm saying? And then you're still paying month to month on a gym membership and you're like, and you don't want to go down there because it's a thing, and you know? <laughs> but anyways, look, man, happy new year to you. <laughs> All this to say, happy new year. Um, dude, so lately I have, I've been in a movie kick, you know, like I've taken sort of a break from like podcasts and um and music actually because it's well that's not true like i'll listen to podcasts and music um when i'm in the car driving or whatever from place to place just to you know keep something in the car going i'll I'll listen i obviously have like some podcasts that i'll always listen to just because i'm interested in maybe the, the guests they have or the topic they're talking about whatever 
But lately, dude, I've been turning my attention, not lately, but more so than often, I've been turning my attention to movies. And not, look, I'm not a cinephile. I'm not a Quentin Tarantino. I'm not a movie buff. I love movies. And I love, and I have a better understanding of what a lot of these movies mean, like the underlying message, the tone, whatever. And uh, I did a binge, dude. I did a binge this weekend. I, uh, it, it don't, don't clown me for the order, okay? Because in no particular order, <laughs> these movies. But it was just like I saw them on this streaming service, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch all these. So first one out the gate, dude. I hadn't seen it in a while. And it's, I got to say, from a movie, from a movie standpoint, like just as a whole, like script, the way it was shot, the story, the way it had no fat on it. There was no fat on this movie. I got to say, here you go, Selena, dude, the biopic of Selena. Yes, dude. I got to say, that movie, although I wasn't really... uh, I was alive, but I really wasn't aware of my brain to like understand her impact on the music in the world. And uh, so as I got older, I was like, dude, what's the big deal about this Selena chick? Like, yeah, she's from my city and all that stuff, but like, I don't get it. Like, it's not my type of music. I was younger. Um, so I was like, I don't get it. I saw the movie a bunch uh, when I was, you know, I think we saw it in theaters, too, when it came out. So that was like 96, 97. Uh, I saw it in theaters, and then I've seen it like a handful of times after that throughout the decades, right? And, you know, since I, I, like, before, I don't know, maybe in my mid to late 20s, I'm like, dude, this movie is kind of a perfect movie. It like, or at least a perfect biopic of her life. Like, I think, honestly, 100%. There is no fat. The movie is, I think, a perfect biopic. It's like the the beginning, the middle, and the end, the tragic end, unfortunately. And everything about it was shot perfectly, like 100%. Not a huge Selena fan. I'm not like a big fan. I mean, there's, of course, there's some songs. I'm like, damn, that's tight. That That's a banger. You know what I mean? And obviously in music, a lot of people like know her. And this was a trip, dude. I was uh, for uh, my first 100K for Zoomies. We were in Colorado. Uh, you're meeting all sorts of different people. We run into this guy from New Jersey, of all places, and um, you know we're talking. It was like first, uh, you know, first question on the bat, where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm from New Jersey, and he's like, where are you guys from? I was like, oh, we're from uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, and he goes, hey, Selena, and I was like, holy shit, dude! Like this guy from New Jersey looked like he was mid twenties, you know, maybe a little older, twenty eight and something like. He knew it, and and still at twenty one when I went there, I didn't know that impact. I was like, "That's fucking crazy!" Like this guy from New Jersey knows about. It. Like it was still like I I didn't understand her impact not till like really like I said my mid to late twenties. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like like you know she was really there. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was really about her business. You know, and so, uh. You know, I was watching it again this past weekend. And dude, fucking perfect, perfect biopic. Perfect. Nothing wrong. No fat. Nothing. Everything that was in that movie needed to be there. 100%. Can't tell me any different. And I think that's fucking rare. I mean, dude, they did the Biggie biopic. Not that great. Dude, the Tupac biopic was absolute garbaggio. I think they've done two, you know. And then, dude. 
Oh my god! In the what was it? In the Biggie biopic, Notorious, uh, they had what's his name? Ah, oh, it's gonna fucking the new Captain America. Um, it's gonna piss me off that I don't know it, dude. And I have to look it up because I know you're screaming at the <laughs> at me right now. It's this guy. It's um. Let me see. This is embarrassing. I have to look this up. Okay, uh, Anthony Mackie, son of a bitch, I knew it was that. Anthony Mackie played Tupac. <laughs> Dude, if you ever, I swear to God, look, I think Anthony Mackie is a decent actor. Nothing to knock on Anthony Mackie. I think the guy, honestly, you know where this dude shines? He shines exactly where he's at with, with Marvel and funny movies. Like, if he can be the jokester, like he's the comic relief sort of, Dude, I think he's great in those movies. There was a, a movie he did called um, Ten Years where he plays uh, – it's a high school reunion movie. I think he's great in that. He's a very like solemn character. I don't think he has like the hugest range. That sounded crazy. <laughs> I don't, like his range in acting is like to me very minimal but like – dude, you got to see it. Like, just go look at the clip of Notorious Tupac Anthony Mackie. It's fucking hilarious. I didn't even buy him as a gangster in 8 Mile. Like, maybe back then, sure. But, like, now, knowing what we know about Anthony Mackie now, I was like, dude, come on, that's Anthony Mackie. Like, that's not a gangster guy. Like, you could have got so many people, but y'all chose Anthony Mackie as the final boss in 8 Mile? You know what I mean? That's that's wild, dude. Um, Anyways. So, all those biopics, dude, I think there's a lot that they either there's so there's like too much fat on it or there's scenes that shouldn't have been in there you know what's another great one though i thought was uh uh the the nwa movie i think that one was perfect too i think not that much fat uh it got the point across of what they did what they what they went through the actors are good i mean if you get fucking ice cube son to play ice cube that's great and he's a decent actor too that's great. I, I think that movie, as far as like a biopic goes, great. Great. So, yeah. So, that I kicked that one off with with my little uh, my movie watching thing. Another one, dude, that I, I watched was this movie called The Girl Next Door. I know what you're thinking. How the fuck did you get from Selena to there? I'll tell you how. I don't know either. I just saw it. I was like, oh, I haven't seen this movie in a while. Let me watch it. I put it on and... Uh, I like this movie a lot, dude. It's got Paul Dano. It's got uh, I forget his name, Emil Emil Hirsch. I think that's his name. Um, and dude, Emil Hirsch. I gotta say, this guy fucking owned the 2010s like nobody else, hands down, hands fucking down, dude. Um, yeah, that's his name, Emil Emil Hirsch, Matthew Kidman. I swear to God, these fucking names, Kidman. Kid man. He's a kid man. Um, so you have Paul Dano as uh, Klitz. Dude, that, that's it. I, I'm done. That's fucking like <laughs> these titles. It's basically, if you haven't seen the movie, it's about a guy who falls in love with, quote, a girl next door. The girl next door just happens to be like a retired porn star who's his same age somehow. Like, how did she shoot porn when they're both kind of 18? That's kind of weird. I didn't think about that till now. But, like, a lot of the people in here, um, you have, 
yeah, Paul, like, first off, the name clits in this kind of movie, that's how you know who wrote this shit. You know what I mean? Like, they bought this movie for probably, like, three million from the writer and was like, yeah, there's, it's, it's about porn, so let's have a guy named, in their name clits, you know? Um, Timothy Oliphant was in there. I mean, he he does a good job too. And then you have where's the where's the other best friend? Oh yeah, Eli. Uh, nothing special about that name, but all right. I watched this movie, dude, and I, I like this movie. You know, because not because of all the, you know, surprisingly, I don't know if it has a lot of like. It's not very punishing when, and when I mean punishing, like there's not a lot of puns in there about sex work, but I think they did a pretty decent job about like not making it too cheesy. What I like about it, I like movies like this where it's like the guys or the guy who never takes a chance in life. He's always played it safe, but now he's going to take a chance on the craziest thing, which is a porn star um, who he then falls in love with. And then through that, he has the experiences he's searching for, you know, kind of like the coming age of this age group. And, you know, he, him wanting to do crazy shit, like you can't just do crazy shit. Like you gotta, it's gotta like fall in your lap in a way. And he got, you know, mixed up with this girl and through all that, there's a bunch of shenanigans and hijinks that like he gets caught up in because, you know, this girl is like sought after in the porn industry and 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 then he's got shit he's juggling like and, that, and that's another great part of the story is like he's trying to juggle being a straight laced guy, but also wanting to do crazy shit. But when crazy shit happens, he doesn't know how to react because he's always been straight laced. I love this movie. I love what it is like. I love they don't make these kind of movies anymore that I that I know of. I mean, the Irishman wasn't about this. You know what I mean? Killers of the Flower Moon wasn't about this, but I love movies like this, dude. Like they they were the last of like these 80s raunchy kind of films that like you just don't get anymore. And um I I like it, dude. I, I think it's a it's not the best movie. It doesn't have to be the fucking it just has to be entertaining. And it's entertaining as shit because it's there's funny parts, there's idiotic parts. It's good, dude. And like I said, Mill Hurst, dude. This motherfucker had a run, dude. He was in, besides this one, I think like most of his movies did like fairly decently at that time. Um, you had, see, I got to go back in this dude's uh, catalog here. Uh, so the one that comes up first is The Girl Next Door. That came out in 2004. I was a fucking freshman. Um, then he did Lords of Dogtown. That was great. He did Alpha Dog. That's another great one. He did... This is crazy. I thought he did the Speed Racer first, but apparently he did uh, this one called Into the Wild, which is kind of hailed as a really great movie just because it's based on the guy who like sold off, sold all his possessions, left uh, his job and went into the wild and evidently died somehow. I forgot. Um, then he did Speed Racer. Uh, he did this other movie that I now kind of remember. Uh, the Darkest Hour. He was in that. Um, and then he kind of, oh, Lone Survivor, he was in that, I remember that one was kind of a hit, and then I think that is about it, dude, for him, but he, he, man, he had a moment, that's for sure, he's still doing movies, I mean, fuck, he's been working consistently, it seems here, like, all through, yeah, dude, uh, since then, the guy's got movies, and then he has seven upcoming projects, the guy's not worried, he's working, it's, it's all good.
And I always wonder, dude, like with these actors, like I I know they're not getting a pay cut like they used to. Like I'm pretty sure in 2010 when he was doing those those top build movies, I know he was getting five hundred thousand, seven hundred and fifty thousand. But like, was he pulling out twenty grand, thirty grand a movie? Like fifty grand, maybe a hundred grand. I don't know. Like, but that's still decent. You know what I mean? Like, if he's got seven movies lined up and he's you know they're each what like. 20 grand a piece, 30 grand a piece. That's pretty decent. You know, it's a good living. Anyways, uh, that's just something I worry about. <laughs> I don't worry about it. It's something I think about. Um, and so let me see this other movie I saw was, um, oh, Take Me Out Tonight. Okay, again, stupid movie. Kind of a dumb movie. But I got to say, dude, I like it. I fuck with it. I watched it right after The Girl Next Door, and I was like, I didn't I didn't really want to watch it, but I was like, nah, fuck it. Like, what am I doing? I was doing shit, like chores and stuff behind in the background, so I was letting it play. And uh, the last time I saw this movie was actually, like, in theaters, okay? And I remember thinking then it was a good movie, again, because of the message, dude, and, like, um, I guess I'm doing a whole fucking movie review. If if you're with me, fucking thank you. <laughs> uh, so I'm watching this movie, Toe for Grace. You have Chris Pratt as like before Chris Pratt was Chris Pratt. He was just like the guy like, oh, there, there's that guy uh, from Parks and Rec or like that guy. And a movie he did with his wife at the time, Anna Faris. She was the sister of Topher in this. Uh and then you have this other guy who would pop up every now and again. Um, heavy research hep for the pod, but let's see. Oh, wait, I'm still in this guy. Oh, yeah, I'm in Emil Hirsch's uh, catalog. I need to go to the regular catalog. Oh, it's called, I'm sorry, Take Me Home Tonight. Sorry. Um yeah, Topher, Anna Ferris. Yeah, Dan. His name Dan Fogler. He plays uh, Topher's best friend. Oh, and then you have this like dude, Teresa. Yeah, Teresa Palmer, hottie dude. She's like, she looks like, and I, and I apologize for this if this you know hurts your feelings in a way, but like, like a hotter um, Kristen Stewart. You know what I mean? Because Kristen Stewart's doing this whole like. I don't know, Lady in the Desert thing already. Like, she's retired looking like, you know, she has a bunch of snakes in the backyard. This chick, though, dude, she's like, if... Well, she's like a hotter Kristen Stewart, in my opinion. I never thought Kristen Stewart was not attractive, but, you know, you get what I'm saying. So, um, dude, it was a good movie. And um, the it's funny. It's got good parts, uh, you know, but the, the thing I identify the most in it is, like... And and this is something I identify with. That's why I kind of like this movie. I like the overall theme and the message of the movie, which is like not being able to take a shot on something. Like kind of not knowing what the next move is, you know, not knowing what to do next. You know, I, I've struggled with that like my entire life to the point where I was just like, you know what, fuck it. Whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to take every day. And I did that for like 10, 15 years. You know, I was like, I'm over this shit. I don't know what's coming next. I don't know my future. And when I say 10, 15 years, I'm fucking like 15, 16 through 18, whatever at this time. So I'm like, 
that's early to go like fuck it, taking it day by day. Like that's something you do in your forties, maybe. I don't know. Like if you've lost all and you don't know what to do anymore, you you call that shot in your forties, dude. I was like eighteen and I was like, fuck it, don't know what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. I'll just wing it. And so in this movie, you know, Tover's character, he struggles with that, right? He he finished college, but he doesn't know what to do. He's kind of stuck, he, you know, and it's and he's working at a video store. He's embarrassed by it, but he doesn't know what else to do. Like, it's good. And his and his family knows he can't make a move. Like, it's this thing of this guy is stuck in the moment. You know, he's stuck. And he's seen people all around him who graduated, who have gone on to do better job, who have gotten better jobs, found themselves in all this stuff. And and he feels like a failure, so he lies to people, telling him that he's got a better job than he actually does, um, all to impress, of course, this one girl that he tried to get in high school. But you know, maybe things are different now when he creates this lie, so he he thinks that like you know he can make this happen. And and all the while, you know that what, what you see in the film is like he has a tough time making decisions. But all throughout the night, he is making decisions for this one night you know what I mean for it to go perfect he he knows what he wants for the first time and he's actually orchestrating shit to get that done but he can't do that in the for the bigger picture you know what I mean which is I think that that says a lot too I think a lot of people I think a lot of people you know suffer from that too they they might not be able to get to the bigger picture but they can definitely make something happen tonight you know what I mean tonight this week, maybe a month is very possible, but like next five years, like your boy here, I don't know. I don't know what lays ahead five years. I'm a little bit better at making decisions long term, um, or at least know what has to get done and, you know, to make stuff happen at least later on down the line. But I love this movie. I, I think the message is great. The comedy's decent. It's a it's an entertaining movie at best. It's not gonna it didn't win any I don't think it won any awards, but dude, it's just good. Like again, one one of these last films that aren't like pushing some sort of narrative to you. Just a good story. Like a good story about a guy fucking, you know, unsure. It really it's a it's about everybody unsure of their future. They're they all out of college. They're twenty what? 22 23 maybe at this point some of them you're you're fresh out of college so you've done school for what 16 years so now you're in the world and you don't know how to navigate you're kind of out there it's it's tough man and what i like too is that they had like um the the best friend he didn't go to college you know he went he did a he was working at a, a car dealership, which a lot of people do, man. I remember I was in actual college and I had a class with this guy and he was cool. We were, we were buds and he was like, hey, man, I think I'm going to drop out. And I was like, why, man? I was like, this is like the first month. He said, oh, man, I don't think school's for me, man. Like I, I got a buddy. Uh, I want to sell motorcycles. He was telling me how much money he makes. I want to do that, man. I want money like now. And I was like, yeah, okay, man. Like, you know, who was I to tell him? I, I didn't know what was best for him. Like he was just this guy I met in the class and. It's like, yeah, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do money. And every now and again, I think not not so much about him, but about that choice he made that day. You know, because I was there, I was like, they said go to school, I'm here, I'm going, I'm gonna do school because that's what they said to do, so I'm here. This guy was like, 
yeah, I don't know if it's for me. I'm going to go do this. And he was so sure about his decision. The next week, I didn't see him. Right. So I was like, okay, this guy's gone. That's cool. Like, I didn't think anything of it then. But now I think about it and I go like, damn, like, it doesn't matter what he did was a right or wrong decision. You know what I mean? He just did it. And you you got to commend somebody for that. That's fucking cool. Because I don't care if you failed, you made a decision. Me, I was like, well, people say go to school, so you should go to school. They say go get a degree. And and like me and so many others who are now like, uh, unfortunately, I'm not in any school debt. But like others who are in school debt are finding out that like, maybe this was kind of bullshit. Like, I could have been making money this whole time instead of being buried in debt. Like, sure, I have a piece of paper that says I'm qualified for certain things. But like, fucking some of those things, some of those degrees don't even matter, dude. I'm sorry to say, but like, you don't even need some of those degrees anymore. It's insane. Like, obviously, you want to be a doctor or lawyer or whatever. Like, please go get a degree. Like, please be in debt for that money. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, for other things, I'm like, maybe that guy was right. Maybe, you know. All I know is he knew what he wanted then, and I think about that every now and again. I go like, the guy was so sure. I don't know if it worked out for him. Maybe it didn't, you know, because a dealership job isn't really like, it can be long-term, but you got to be a real fucking salesman. And I've only met one true salesman in my life, and that's dude. that dude's name is Charles Webster, for a fucking fact, okay? I haven't seen anybody in my life be more of a salesman than this guy. He made it cool. He made it fun. I was jealous. I was like, damn, I wish I had that kind of energy to care about a customer wanting a t-shirt. You know what I mean? I wish, but I never did. And so I don't think like a lot of those dealership jobs, unless you're like a true salesman, you love the game, you love the high or something, keeps you there long enough, dude. But uh, no, super good movie. And uh, now this next movie, dude, this next one, okay? I've seen it. It came to it came to Max, um, I guess earlier in December. Uh, real quick break, water break. Oh my god, my thirst has been quenched. Um, this movie came to Max like a little earlier this month. I was like, nah, I'm not going to watch it. Not going to do it. It's not for me. I'm not the demo like I spoke about last week. But you know what? I was on a movie binge and I said, fuck it, dude. I'm going to watch this before Oppenheimer. All right, fuck it. Or before Flowers of the Killer Moon. All right, fuck it. Um, Barbie, dude. <laughs> I fucking watched Barbie. And, you know, I was like, fuck it. I was like, I'm going to be out in the first five. I know, the first ten, you know. Um, so I watched it. And it it was kind of annoying in the way of like, I didn't know what the shtick was yet. So I was kind of like, uh, so I was kind of skipping parts of dialogue when it came to like them, like greeting each other. I was like, uh, no, let's get past this. Let's get through this. Fuck this. I don't want this. And then finally it, it came to an interesting part um, in the movie where, and look, I, I don't mean to spoil it with for you, but fuck it, I don't care. 
if you want to stick around, go ahead. But you could probably skip, I don't know, probably going to do five minutes on it. <laughs> but um, so uh, I was watching it and it finally got to this part where they, I didn't know where they were going to go with this when they announced this shit. I was like, what is this going to be? And then when the movie came out, I heard the reviews. People were saying like, oh, it's so women forward and it, and it, and it takes down the patriarchy. And anytime you hear that. You go, uh, okay, like sounds fun. So you basically made an all female movie, female forward. It's best if females just watch it, and it's putting down like men, right? That's good. That's great. That's fine. Like I'm pretty sure everybody wants to be interested in that. And so I'm like, nah, it's probably not for me. I'm not gonna watch it. But of course, dude. Of course, I'm a streaming bitch, dude. All right. I don't even go to the movies anymore, really. Like it's gonna be on streaming in a couple of months. I'll wait. I'll be good. You know? Um so just like this one, it was there, it was available, and so I watched it. And I did not see them taking this direction in the movie because basically what happens is that Barbies are real in some sort of universe, some sort of uh portal you can go through to be in actual barbie land but also they can go to the real world the real world can go to them it's all very like okay i get it we're playing it's fine it's a movie we can do this it's okay and i and i let it slide i told the movie i was like i'm gonna let you slide on this shit for sure go for it but basically like a barbie will change if the person playing with the barbie changes it's kind of weird like you start taking on the personality of the person uh, who's playing with you. <laughs> and so then it's it's told to Barbie that, you know, Margot Robbie, that she has to go to the real world and figure out what's wrong. Find the person that's playing with you <laughs> and fix them. It's, it's also very weird. As they do this, Ken, uh, you know, in Barbie land feels useless, feels not needed, feels non-worthy. Uh, goes to our world essentially and is like, oh my god, men run this world because in Barbie land, girls run that land. Ken finds out, finds out that men, uh, along with somehow horses, run the world and brings this info back to Barbie land, thus creating like Ken. I forgot what he called it, Ken something, and is like, I want this whole place to be run by men and we're. You know, and so the Barbie's the Barbie comes back, and uh, Barbie starts to be like typical, like airhead airhead women, like at a Hooters type. If you would just want to imagine, like Hooters waitresses, but they're not getting paid, you know, because they're brainwashed by these uh, by the Kens. And you know, all the while, though, while this is going on, there's 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 the A story, right, which is. The patriarchy, the the men run shit, the, the women have to be submissive and this whole like old school way of thinking like there's that message in it, which is fine, whatever. I guess it works because of the, the history of Barbie, right? Um, but then there's this other message, which I didn't really get. I was like, did that need to be a part of it? But I guess whatever. And apparently it's this. Well, look, the, the message is, again, much like. Much like the girl next door, you're like, um, 
it's uh, it's probably in no way like that. I just <laughs> I thought for a second I had some sort of connection, but it deals with like this thing of who are you? What is my purpose? It's it's existential. Uh, sorry, it's existential. That's what it is. It's Barbie having an existential crisis of like, wait, okay, I'm I've been me and I've been doing me for so long, but is that me? Am I? my routine and my my surroundings am i really this person or am i somebody else can i be somebody else is there more out there for me such a trip to take it there you know what i mean but i get it if you're given the task to write a barbie movie what could you do you could go the fun route right which i think would have done okay but i don't think it would have it would it would have lacked sustenance which this you know has a lot of sustenance actually which is you know um, who am I? Am I just like uh, to look pretty? Am I to to have good clothes? Am I? Is that all I am? You know what I mean. And so Margot Robbie's character, quote Barbie, because there's a bunch of Barbies in there. They all kind of figure that out after destroying the patriarchy, finding out they they can be more and, and not just what they're set up to be. It's all very good. It's all you know what I mean. I I get what they did. It's it's not my favorite movie, but I I'll, I'll say it was written very fucking well. Like, because I feel like you can get lost too when writing into like that existential corner of like where can I take this? And <laughs> they took it to a pretty crazy place. I, I I won't spoil everything, but I'll just say like for where they took it, it it worked for this movie is what I'll say. And um, you know. I think it worked a lot for me because I, I constantly go through existential crisis of like, am I this? Do I have to be this for the rest of my life? Like, so it works on that for for for, uh, for the audience of their if they had anything like that. You know what I mean? If you if you've gone through anything like that, if you if you've had those feelings, you go like, oh yeah, like I can definitely relate to this, and I think it speaks to those. And I definitely had that moment where I was like, damn, like. That's a real message, and that and that was cool, you know. The whole other stuff, the A story of it all, is just, I, I think it's for fun, and I think it's like this idea of like what would happen if they took down the patriarchy type stuff. And it's funny, dude, there's this one scene where like um, Ken meets a, a guy and is like, uh, he's like, I want a job as a CEO or whatever. He's like, well, you can't just get one like that. He's all, but, but I'm a man. You're supposed to, you know. Uh, give me what I want or whatever, and and he talks about the patriarchy, and, and this guy, and the guy goes, yeah, we we don't really like, uh, we don't really talk about it a lot more. So like, we still do it, but we're we're more quiet about it. Basically saying like, men still are the patriarchy. We just let women think that we've calmed down. You know what I mean? That was that little little quip in there. But I gotta say, I mean, do I think it's be better than Oppenheimer? Uh, Oppenheimer, I can't fucking talk tonight. Oppenheimer, no, dude, because I think what Christopher Nolan has done, and I haven't even seen Oppenheimer, but dude, I guarantee you, compared to what the Barbie movie was, it it, it holds, it doesn't even hold a candle, okay? Like, I watch clips of some Christopher Nolan films, and just those clips alone are intense, you know what I mean? Now, you put a whole movie to fucking gather, um... And I mean, you're going to get a masterpiece. And like, look, I'm going to watch Oppenheimer, watch you. I'm going to come back and like, honestly, dude, I think Barbie had a better story. 
Even though fucking Oppenheimer's like factual history, I'm gonna be like, I don't know, dude. I mean, fucking Ryan Gosling can sing, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's to let you know, man, how bored I was. I was like, let me check this shit out. Fuck it, you know. But I gotta give it to him. Written very well. Um, some of the parts I was like, ah, that's a little weird, but okay, I'll let it go there because it's you know. Fuck it, it's a movie. It's 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 supposed to be, you know. I don't believe Iron Man is real, so and everything they did was real, so you know, let, let, we'll, we take liberties, but it's fine, you know. It, it was written very well. It was, uh, it's good. It's a good movie, no doubt. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know the comparison from you know, like I spoke about last was the was Barbenheimer. I was like. They they didn't need to do that. It was they, these are two separate movies, able to st- obviously stand on their own. So that all that shit did not need to happen. I don't know where they were going with that, but um, and I, you know what, dude? I think expect more movie reviews on this podcast just because like I'm I'm really I'm getting into it, and my movies aren't gonna be fucking IFC films or like. Was it the uh, the Criterion Channel type shit, dude? No, I'm not with that shit, dude. No, like, look, I get it. There are great films. There's great movies. But, dude, I grew up in the 90s, okay? I, I All I know is, like, trash movies and shit like that. Like, I love, dude, like, Biodome, you know what I mean? Like, The Pest? Come on, dude. Like, these are these are my Citizen Kane, <laughs> you know what I mean, dude? When people... Talk about great movies like uh, what was that fucking movie? I always hear like these these film by uh, these cinephiles always talking about like these certain movies. Like I've never seen The Godfather. Like never seen it. Um, I probably should, but like I don't know. Goodfellas is fucking good enough for me. Like I feel like there's only so many mob movies I can take. And dude, I think fucking Goodfellas was shot perfectly. You know, and uh, Casino. I've seen that, and uh, David Spade still has the best joke, I think, about the movie. He's like, uh, he was on SNL, and he goes, he was doing a um, weekly update, and he was saying, he's all, what do you say? He's like, uh, Casino came out. He's like, I loved it when it was uh, Goodfellas. He's all, they should have changed this movie to Casino. <laughs> I thought that was a great joke, dude, honestly. That was super good, but I think now I'm going to, Either I revisit old movies, maybe I'll, I'll check a new movie out, I don't know. But those, for some reason, I was really, I was able to like watch these, appreciate them. I thought they were great. I mean, they're great. They're good movies, dude. Like, fuck it. Like, again, we're not going for perfect. We're not going, it doesn't have to be all intelligent and, you know, people who, I'm not with that shit, dude. I'm, I'm trash. I'm fucking, I love the trashy shit, the funny shit, whatever, like, the vulgar, it's all good, you know what I mean, if it, if it entertains you, it's it's a good enough movie, but don't get me wrong, dude, I like There Will Be Blood, you know, I'm a fan of Daniel Day-Lu, you know, he, dude, Gangs of New York, that, I saw that movie in Mexico, dude, like, because I'm so fucking bored of Mexico, the one TV they had, it was like a, it's like a fucking, I don't even know, like a 12 inch, maybe 11 inch, exclusive Mexico, you know, a Mexico exclusive TV, 11 inch TV. Dude, I watched Gangs of New York on on a very, very fuzzy TV with, uh, it had this, it was fortunate because they played the movie in English 
And then they had the Spanish subtitles on the bottom. I was like, score. And I love the movie. I was like, this is a fucking great movie. I would have never watched it in any other way. Because, like, dude, when you're in Mexico, you got you don't know the language really. And it's kind of boring. Dude, the gangs in New York is a, a godsend. You know what I mean? So, I, you know what? I, I might review more movies on the pod as it comes. I, dude, I did a heavy fucking review on this one. I, it was most of the podcast. Can you fucking believe it? Can you... Where we're here now, and it's like, holy shit, I'm at 55 minutes, dude, and I just did four reviews on movies. And But that's what you get when you come here, dude. You don't know what you're going to get when you come here. It could be topic-heavy. It could be four movies you probably haven't seen or maybe have seen. I don't know. Dude, um, I'm really getting into, you know me. If you know me, you know me. And what you know is that... <laughs> When it comes to YouTube, I tend to uh, follow like something for like a month, maybe two, depending on how good it is. Or maybe that's just like, I don't know how my brain works. Like I'm very like into shit and then I'm not, you know, that honestly, that's been the case my whole life. But recently, dude, because I think my last thing was watching these fucking like horror stories of um, what was it? What was it called? Mr. Nightmare. And I listen to all these stories and all that shit, and some of them were like great and entertaining. And and but then I fell off. I was like, all right, cool. I've been scared for like a month and a half. I'm good. <laughs> and uh, dude, so recently I've been getting into these like I don't know if I'm saying this right, so forgive me. But I think it's called like bushcraft <laughs> camping or some shit. And but essentially camping. Now I watch this for probably two main reasons. One, it's entertaining to watch somebody like cut down a bunch of trees and build something like that is sick as fuck or like teaching you how to survive out in the wilderness uh i do like that number two being fucking the sounds of it dude because if you get a good one right i follow this guy called uh i honestly don't even know his name i just know his youtube channel outdoor boys and he's like an older guy that lives in alaska and he essentially camps every weekend he's been doing it for five years every weekend he does a video and he goes camping that's fucking insane like i can't imagine like i mean sure if you're passionate about it great good on you right just like i don't understand fishing but you know there's people who buy little kayaks and go out fishing every weekend and and you know so that's great but so this guy goes camping every weekend. He takes some of it. Sometimes he takes his kids. Sometimes he takes his kids and his wife. Sometimes just his wife. It, it all just depends on what he wants to do. But dude, it is so fucking like relaxing. I can't tell you the amount of times I've, I've fallen asleep to this dude's videos because like he'll be cutting like trees down um, and then like building like small log cabins or whatever, digging in the snow to, like, make a snow shelter or, like, whatever, you know, the the, the, the amount, of, amount of shelters he has created is, like, it's insane, but, like, he will, he'll talk a little bit explaining what he does, but then for the most of the video, it's just sounds, and god damn it, it's fucking amazing, and especially the part when the fire gets going, dude, I mean, look, I'm gonna tell you 100%, men in fire, it's been a thing for, for years, for like, you know, and when I watch this motherfucker make a fire, I'm like, yes, dude, you know what I mean? I'm always around the pit when the fire gets started and, and then I could give a shit about how the, how it like the cooking goes. I don't care. But when I watch this, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, start fire. Like that is just number one for me. Um, and especially if he's like, 
cooking something by the fire, you, you just hear the crackling, hear the food sizzling. It's great. I love this shit. And I'm almost, I, don't, I wouldn't say I've gone through most of his videos. Um, but that's just my, my new thing right now, dude, is watching these camping videos of like, see, and the thing is, I would like to do camping all the way up to the part where I got to be in a tent on the ground in the middle of a forest, vulnerable as fuck. I would do everything, bro. I would set the tent up. I would fucking, you know, make camp. I would start the fire. I would I'd cook some food. And then when it's time for bed, I would get in my car and go to the nearest hotel, dude. <laughs> Cause fuck that, dude. All right. Like maybe, look, maybe I'll change as I get older and maybe I'll go out and actually do that. But dude, going camping solo alone, nah, can't do it heard too many stories and the statistics of like dude let me see really quick let's see if i can research as fast i don't know if i have, if I have good internet, internet section internet section, internet connection out here but um let me see i, I typed in how many people go missing in like forests maybe we'll go missing uh, okay, here we go. You're ready for this. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people go missing in the U.S., which over 500,000 in 2021. Dude, you're talking, that's a small fucking town. Like, that's, no, that's a decent-sized city right there of people just gone missing in the forest. You know, and I don't mean to scare you. If you love camping, keep doing it. You know what I mean? Especially if you keep that hammer on you, that's fine. But, like, I got to... What what do you think the amount is just like getting eaten by animals? What would you say? Hundred thousand? Let's just say hundred thousand people gets eaten by animals, and they leave they bear, they leave the bones maybe okay, and then let's just say due to I don't know like fucking what if a hawk like a hawk takes off with your skull somewhere you know what I mean? An eagle just takes off with your fucking skull, and a bear takes your fucking tailbone. Fucking coyotes take both, if not one femur, like you know, they, that, that shit scatters or whatever. And, and who knows like what nature does to your, your skeletal structure out there. Like what the fuck? Now let's just say that's a hundred thousand. What are the f- other 400,000 like getting lost out there doing? Like what the fuck is going on? So I don't know, man. Like I, like I said, I do everything up until the point where I got to actually sleep there. I'd be like, nah, I'll see you at the Holiday Inn, you know, me and Shinny chilling at the Holiday Inn. He went camping too, and he doesn't like, obviously, sleeping outside. But, dude, like, like what? No, there's no way. I, you know, and, and I know, like, that, you know, it's, it's you're not really camping unless you do it. I get it. It's fine. But, hey, fuck it, dude. Wasn't that dude Bear? Wasn't his name Bear Grills or some shit? Like, wasn't he, like, he, he was the guy. I forgot who it was. It probably wasn't him. It was another guy. He had a show. Uh, <laughs> where like he was showing you how to survive and what to look out for, and when the cameras are off, they had like fucking Burger King and shit, and like he he's, he went to a hotel when they turned the cameras off. It's like because dude, it's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I again, if you love camping, I get it, I really do. But I just it's good now. You know what I mean? Like I have it good now. I will sleep outside and in a tent when I fucking have to. When when the world goes whatever upside down and we're all forced to move into forests anyways that's when i'll do it dude okay but for now i fucking i like my bed you know it's tempur 
Like, you know how long our ancestors took to make a fucking Tempur-Pedic mattress when you don't think there was, like, laying on sticks and fucking bear skin. And they're like, man, this would be fucking great if it was a Tempur-Pedic and it formed my body. Of course they were thinking that, dude. And now we have that. And I'm not going to let my ancestors down, dude. I'm going to sleep on this fucking Tempur-Pedic or a Tempur-Pedic equivalent at a hotel. It's like, dude, I love to start the fire, love to cook the, the meats or whatever, put it on sticks and shit, take it back all, all old school. But, dude, I, I'm not going to sleep outside. Come on. What are we doing? You know? I mean, dude, I love the process of, like, the, like what this guy does. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. And I think anybody who can do it, I think you're fucking awesome. I think that's great if you can, like, build a shelter, uh, you know, find means and how to survive off the land that is fucking impressive i'll give it to you but dude like i'm not gonna do it until i fucking absolutely have to i don't know it's not a like i don't see it being a hobby i just honestly i just want to start fires i think (laughs) like i just want to like do the things that could help me survive but i don't want to do the actual things just because man like i've already got the best part of it like you know, imagine like our ancestors have a time machine, which I don't think uh, how they how would they do that. You go to the future, like you guys are sleeping outside for fun, like, but you have these houses and you have alarm systems and shit, and you want to sleep out here for fun, guy. They're like, oh yeah, I have anxiety too. Yeah, I have anxiety of fucking uh, a saber tooth putting his two teeth through my abdomen. Why don't you sleep inside? What are you talking about? It's like, <laughs> look, I, again, pre, shout out to you if you do it. But, man, I don't know. I, I went camping once when I was a kid. Hated it, dude. I was like, oh, this is cool. I can feel all the sticks and stones underneath my body. We really weren't good at, like, camping. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that shit sucked. It, it just reminded me of, like, uh, sliding on a slip and slide. Uh, and and uh, just not knowing that, like, the commercials didn't warn you to, like, to put down like another an additional stronger tarp because the fucking the ground is going to cut you up and that's the thing too like how do you know if you have enough for camping right like you have to be doing it a while to be, to realize like the things you need like i me no way dude like i get it you you learn as you go but dude one bad night on the ground i'm like never doing this again you know what i mean fuck that but that's what i'm into right now man that, those are my that's my jam right now, and then when you know a couple of months from now, when I'm on the pot again, I'll I'll have something else to do that I'm doing. I don't know what else it could be, but right now that's what I'm into, man. But uh, before I wrap up the pod, man, I want to. I found this. Uh, I found this camera in my garage, and thanks to Adderall, I'm doing shit that um, <laughs> I've never ever done before, and. Uh, it's good just because, like, it, it keeps me focused. It lets me do what I need to do. Plus, it doesn't, um, you know, it's I'm not tweaking or anything, so it's good. But uh, so I'm cleaning out my garage, and, and there's stuff that I've gone through or I've seen that I've like, oh, I'll eventually do that. But my brain would always be like, nah, immediately forget as soon as you walk away, which I would. But now, you know, now that I'm more focused, I, like, uh, I'll like follow up with shit. And so I've, I found this camera, dude. I've had this camera since 2005 or 2006. Okay. 
And I have never gotten it developed. I've always seen it, always looked at it, always like, man, one day I'm going to develop that. Never did it, not once, ever. I finally took it. I put it in my car, took it to Walgreens, fucking asked them to develop it. I was so excited because it was like a one-hour photo. I was like, I'm about to have, I'm about to see what the fuck's going on in one hour. And they were like, oh, no, it's going to take a month to a month and a half. Thank you. So what the fuck? What are you talking about? They're like, well, we don't develop these here anymore because obviously nobody uses them. They're like, we're going to ship it to Fuji, you know, not Lauren Hill and Wyclef, but Fuji Film. And they'll develop it and they'll send it back. And I was like, okay, but why a month, a month and a half? Like, they're like, oh, well, because uh, we ship FedEx and we just don't ship one one roll of film. It, we have to ship like it, we got to make it worth a while, basically. I'm like, so it's just going to be sitting here until, like, like yeah, basically. I was like, damn it. I was like, all right. I mean, look, for the more I don't know if there was any other place to get it done faster. You know, I was just, uh, that's, I just wanted to go to one place and get it over with. But when that that film comes back, dude, I I wish it was a video podcast. But, dude, we're, I'll explain each fucking photo to see what they are. And, of course, you know, I'm going to post these bastards, like, I don't even know what the fuck's on there. I like 2006 is one of those years where I was like, what was I doing? Like 2000, I, I know certain dates to, to correlate with like moments in my history, but that 2006, dude, I'm like, I think I was just like suspended in like midair that whole time. Like, I don't think I was doing much or what? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But when I get those photos in, better believe I'm going to do a walkthrough uh, <laughs> description of each of these photos. Um, and then hopefully I can post them um, without them being, like, too embarrassing for some. But fuck it. If it is, hey, fuck it. We were, we were younger. We did dumb shit. And it's okay. I took photos of that, possibly. I don't know yet, but we'll see. But look, uh, I appreciate you guys sticking with me all the way up to 128 episodes uh we got more coming obviously this pod won't stop until i do and who knows what that is so um thanks for listening appreciate it um like subscribe rate it you know wherever you're listening to this and uh yeah i'll see you guys next week later